Hey, hey, welcome to the Church Home Podcast with Judah Smith, my amazing husband. My name is Chelsea, and he's about to give you an incredible message. And I know you're going to hear about Jesus and his love for you. And if there's anything we can do as a church home community, we would love to serve you. You can come to churchhome.org slash pastor chat, and we would love to have a conversation with you and just meet you exactly where you are. Enjoy the message. Hey church, welcome back to another message. I am so excited to share this with you. We are shooting in Chicago, Illinois today. The great city of Chicago, Illinois. If you're living in Chicago, give us a shout out on Pastor Chat. So excited to be here. I wanna talk about um, a subject today that I think is the result of a loss of a lot of peace and a lot of joy in our human experience. And it's this, this, uh, this concept called overthinking. Are you tired? Are you exhausted? Are you like me? Is it hard some nights just to fall asleep? Is it hard, as they say, to turn your brain off? Not that we actually do that, but metaphorically speaking, you know, when you just let yourself kind of uh, stop thinking through all the variables and variances and details and data that surrounds this world. You don't need me to tell you this, but living in the technological age, overthinking, must be at an all-time high. Analyzing everything, right? I mean, sports now has become a science. Art kind of gets lost sometimes in the research data, study, and science age that has been brought in by the technological era. We, intuition, being intuitive, sometimes can be hard because you don't have to be intuitive. The stats, science, details and the feedback is it's it's all online it's so funny oftentimes i'll tell a friend like hey do you know and a friend will say i'm sure you've heard this if only there was a mechanism or a machine that we could ask to get an answer oh that's right it's called google it's called the internet you know you can look up anything now and as a result we think through everything i want to talk to you about peace I want to talk to you about rest. I want to talk to you about anxiety. I want to talk about restlessness. You know how many characters in the Bible dealt with restlessness, fear, anxiety? I think of Jonah. I think of Elijah. I think of the prophets. I think of Isaiah. I think of, there's so many different characters. Job, how about Job? Job once said, I wish I was stillborn. Have you ever got to that place? I wish that even if I was born, I was born dead. David once, the old king of Israel, once cried out, my God, my God, where have you gone and why have you forsaken me? You know, Jesus said in the garden of Gethsemane, he literally said, I, I'm at the point of death. I'm literally dying inside with fear and anxiety and pain. All throughout scripture, we have characters that we can relate with. If you're feeling that way, you're not alone. If you're feeling that way, you're not wrong. You're not bad. You're not evil. You haven't done something so horrible that has caused this. A lot of it is just being human and just being alive. Now, ironically, when anxiety, fear, worry sets in, we analyze it. 
we overthink it. We overdo it. I want to tell you a little story. Speaking of prophets, the prophet Elijah is uh, used in such incredible ways by God in the Hebrew scripture, such incredible ways in the Old Testament. He, he once takes on 850 prophets of Baal, for instance. He once did a firework fire show, which he promised God would do, probably didn't know for sure, but he said, Jehovah God will reveal his power right here. And sure enough, God showed up with power and fire and demonstration and the false prophets of Baal were embarrassed. Elijah, Elijah was a powerful man, but Elijah, like you and me, had his breaking point. Elijah, like you and me, had his weaknesses. And for Elijah, his weakness was this queen named Jezebel. Jezebel was a queen that for whatever reason terrified Elijah. So much so, Elijah went on the run. Elijah took off. Elijah said, I'm done, I'm out. In fact, Elijah running for his life is not soon after, or not far after, I should say, after he defeated 850 false prophets in a show of God's power. Life is so silly that way, isn't it? You can go from the highest moment of your life, some incredible supernatural business success or family success or career success, and then just a few days later, find yourself in one of the lowest moments of your life. Maybe you're facing that right now. Elijah's story, I hope, brings encouragement to you. Now, before this is done, I'm gonna do something I don't always do. I'm gonna write you a three-part prescription. At the end of this message, I'm going to give you the same prescription for overthinking, fear, worry, anxiety that God gave Elijah. Here's how the story goes. Elijah runs away and now he's in this isolated, probably forest spot in the desert. And he starts to cry out to God. He says, nobody's left but me. It's just me, I'm all alone. You ever felt that way? Nobody cares like I care. Nobody loves like I love. Nobody sees what I see. Nobody knows my pain. Nobody knows what I'm going through. I must be the only guy on earth. Now, what I have found in my human experience is I'll literally tell people I must be the only one. And then they like try to encourage you by being like, you're not, bro. There's tons of people going through that, relax. It's like, oh, now my pain's been minimized and I don't feel any better. But I'll tell you what does minister is when you find someone that's like, bro, I know what you're going through and it's hard. And I want you to know that that person is God. He knows what you're going through. In fact, in the person of Jesus, God experienced loneliness. He experienced anxiety. He had to face fear and trepidation as he was offering up his life as a sacrifice once and for all humanity and human history. God knows. God knows what you're going through. As Elijah cries out, God, I'm the only one, I'm the only one. God actually ends up telling him, well, you're, you're not the only one. And here comes the prescription part. You're, you, you, this is amazing. I was gonna say you're not gonna believe it. I always do that, but I really hope that you believe it. Um, God makes Elijah take a nap. And then God says, while you're taking a nap, I'm gonna bring my angels to bring you food. Do you see the prescription? Elijah cried out. God put him to sleep and fed him with angels. Now, I know, I know, I know, I'm a pastor, 
and we're filming a sermon and you would think that like I'm supposed to tell you you got to do all of these really significant big important principles and steps and keys and you know think about life there's very few things in life that aren't somewhat improved by a good nap and a good meal so here's my prescription for you are you prone to overthinking it are you prone to overanalyzing it? Are you in a spot right now in life where you feel all alone, like you're on the outskirts of humanity and no one knows what you're facing or going through? Can I give you a prescription today for your overthinking, for your fear, for your worry, for your anxiety? Here's my prescription. Cry out to God, take a nap, and have a good meal. That's what Elijah did. Elijah's prayers don't sound a lot like the polished prayers we pray today, but Elijah was actually praying. He was like, God, I'm alone. Where are you? This stinks. I hate this. Jezebel's the worst. Now she wants to kill me. There's an assassination attempt on my life. There's probably a bounty on my head. God, where are you? That's prayer. That's prayer. Sometimes we think of prayer as like, oh, God, be with my aunt today who's cats and surgery and like hell you know we think that but prayer is actually just that primal cry god i'm so mad at my mom god i'm so angry at my boss i can't stand my spouse that's prayer so here's my prescription cry out to god i would say pray but the cry sounds a little bit more honest and authentic cry out to god tell him what you really how you really feel what you're really going through and then here's one of my favorite parts of this prescription. Take a nap. I'm being so serious. Wherever you are in the world, take a nap. I took a nap yesterday. It was awesome. And you know, the Hebrew scriptures gives us biblical precedence for taking a nap. And while Elijah napped, God sent his angels to feed him supernatural food. You know what's amazing to me about this story, and I end here. After he gets up from prayer, from a nap, and a good meal. You know, that's when Elijah begins to raise up another leader named Elisha. I wonder sometimes if you, yes you, have so much to give to another human who can carry on this good work of loving our neighbor and caring for humanity. But I think oftentimes when we overthink, we overanalyze, we get fearful, worried, and anxious, self-absorbed and very myopic, we forget that life is about serving others and setting others up for their own success and their own journey and their own path. It wasn't after Elijah took God's prescription that he realized the relationship that would be so strategic in the future of God's plan and Elijah and Elisha became a tandem and a team. I wonder if on the other side of this anxiety, fear and overthinking, there is partnerships for you that will help you even grow in fulfillment and meaning and purpose and effectiveness in helping humanity. So I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm writing you a prescription today. Talk to God, tell him how you really feel, take a nap and have a good meal. And then after taking that prescription, go ahead and assess your life going forward. I hope this encourages you. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much for the minutes and moments we share. Thank you for speaking to us. You are the God of Elijah, the God of Elisha, and you are our God, and you are with us 
and you are near to us. Thank you. Thank you for giving us Jesus. Lastly, if you're watching this and you would like to receive the free gift of forgiveness that only Jesus offers, I want to remind you, God put on skin and bone in the form of Jesus and he became your sin and your selfishness and your wrong and your error so that you and I, by simply believing in Jesus, can have a right relationship with our creator, architect, and designer. You can have that right now by simply receiving. Never earning, never deserving, never warranting, just receiving. If you receive that free gift of forgiveness that only comes through Jesus, wherever you are in the world, just raise your hand. Because I think by raising your hand, you're notifying your brain and body, this is real and I'll never be the same again. I love you, church. If there's any way we can serve you, please let us know on Pastor Chat. We'll talk soon.